What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the We Don't Know TV podcast. My name is Leaf. I am your host. Today, we are talking about Marvel's Echo. So the premise on IMDb states, Maya Lopez must face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. I think that's pretty solid in terms of what the show is actually about. Uh, If this is your first time here, uh, I go through the plot. That way, uh, you don't have to, and that way, I don't miss anything. We start with the Marvel Spotlight logo. The Marvel Spotlight logo is supposed to mean that the project's are not in main canon so you don't really need to know enough to know what's going on in the wider mcu and they're supposed to be more um, grounded and have grounded characters in it um we'll see if that's the truth going forward obviously this is the first one so who's to say but we start off with a swirling pool of water and an alien looking lady uh, comes out of the water and at this moment i i paused the episode and i was like am i watching the right thing okay yep it still says marvel's echo um so (laughs) so we continue um she we're in this like space looking cave it's almost like a galaxy looking cave um she uh, some other people appear she drinks the water she gets these swirls on her hands and then suddenly the cave begins to collapse they're um they magically appear outside their skin starts to shed and they turn into regular people um they turn they have clothes on which i thought was weird Uh, i assume they'd be all naked but i assume you know maybe with like legal things or whatever maybe that was like a little too far for marvel to be like oh we don't want them to be full-on naked but i kind of wish they committed a little bit we learned that this is chaffa that is her name of the, the lady who drank out of the water and this is kind of like her story of where their people come from this is where we you know, kind of fades into Maya and her cousin who are talking to each other about this story, essentially, and they're hanging out as children. Maya says, like, yo, you're my sister, and then Bonnie's like, no, 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 we're cousins, and she's like, no, you're my sister, like, you know what I mean? We move to the grandfather outside, he's telling a story about um, their other cousin, Biscuits. We are in Tomaha, Oklahoma in 2007, it's like okay um i i didn't really think about if 2007 was like an important year in terms of like the mcu timeline so maybe it is and that's something i missed but if not it's just said in the past um it begins to well the parent, grandparents leave um it starts to rain the girls come inside because they were staying out in a tent uh maya's like hey can we have some hot chocolate and the mom's like oh we don't have any but let's go to the store and we'll go we'll go so yeah we'll go grab some i don't know why i couldn't talk the mom and maya leave uh bonnie stays with maya's dad as they're in the car they're heading towards the intersection and the brakes are not working things are not looking good uh they get into a car crash a shard of glass like a a comically large (laughs) shard of glass um is in maya's leg and uh, it turns out that her mom is dead. She doesn't know that, but her mom is dead. We cut to Maya, and she's in the hospital. Her leg is gone. She doesn't know that her mom is dead. The dad's saying, like, oh, yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell her. He's talking to the grandparents. But he's like, listen, I found out who cut the brakes. Apparently, this is actually a hit, not like a random occurrence. And, uh, you know, I took care of him. And the grandma's like, you think that makes me feel any better? My daughter's dead. Like, this is all your fault. She's like, I never liked you. I never trusted your family. Like, I knew you guys were up to no good. I'm done with you. Like, you got, you need to leave. And a couple things at this part already. First off, we don't really spend too much time with young Maya. So the fact that she just lost her leg 
like she she's just like chill about it like it's not really like oh my god i lost like you know what i mean like you just lost a part of your body um but they just like brush over it and then for the grandma to be like oh i hate you so much that you and my granddaughter need to leave is just really random um or not random but like it's like too extreme and we again we didn't spend enough time with these characters for it to make any sense so it was really weird that she was like yeah you gotta go and then we cut to or so the grandparents leave um and then the dad goes in to talk to maya and she's like oh it's my fault like mom's dead because i wanted hot chocolate and she's like you know is mom gonna be okay and you know the dad doesn't have the heart to tell her then we cut to them packing up the car to go and they're going to new york they start to drive away and maya's like hey can bonnie come like my cousin and she keeps asking and there's like no response and then bonnie's like i want to come too and she like tries to run after the car and the grandmother grabs her and again it's just really weird that the grandmother would just be like i hate the i hate your father so much that i'm gonna send you away with him too it's like why wouldn't you fight to keep maya you know what i mean i think it would have made more sense if the grandma was like you had to leave and then she tried to like take maya but like in the night he like took his daughter and then like drove away to new york you know rather than being like get out of here all of you it's like what that's your that's your daughter's daughter that's your granddaughter like why would you just throw her away didn't really make sense it felt rushed and forced we are now in new york maya sits silently in school no one's really talking to her it's just like it's only as like a split second but again this is a part where it's like okay we really could have dived into like what her life looked like as a child being not only deaf but you know just losing a leg we're just skipping past that like it's a regular occurrence and being in a whole new place with and it looks like she's in a public school like and it's like are they really taking care of her you know with her being deaf and all or is that like a struggle she has to go to it doesn't matter because the show doesn't care we cut to maya and her dad at home playing and then they have a conversation about dragons um maya's like our dragons are real our dragons real her dad is like they might be but they live in another world and then she goes what if they came here and he says that would make them stronger he's like you live in two worlds and then you have to learn by watching because you know she's obviously hearing impaired and there's a couple things about this conversation one are dragons real right oh they might be but they live in another world you know what if they came here i was like oh okay that would be cool if she runs into shang chi because he's actually met a dragon so it could be like, oh, you know, a little joke of like, oh, no, I've actually met like an actual dragon. And then if, if Marvel Spotlight stuff is going to <clears throat> um, focus on grounded characters, right? And if Daredevil is now canon, then that means Iron Fist is now canon. And Iron Fist's whole thing is that he got powers from a dragon. So there's that too. So I was like, huh, I wonder how much they're really like leading up to something by having this small little conversation but i thought it was weird that the dad was like oh yeah if dragons came to our realm it would make them stronger it's like bro what <laughs> what does that even mean but the, the more interesting part is hey maya you're gonna have to really pay attention um you know use your other senses to kind of navigate through life just because it's unfortunately the way that it is we cut to maya and she's in some sort of martial arts class um it looks like karate but uh it's not really sure she's like i want to be like you and he's like listen i want you to focus on school i want you to have a better life than i did and then he sends her off to class and then she's using her observation to notice that her dad is like 
you know, being all sneaky and like hanging next to some guy and then like hands him an envelope. And then this is where Kingpin shows up and he like pinches her on the cheek. We don't see his face, but you know, it's Kingpin. Pinches her on the cheek and then Maya is about to fight like this bigger kid. <laughs> and it's funny because this kid is like looking at her and he's like, uh, I don't really know we're fighting. We're not in the same like, you know, weight class, but all right. And then right as they're about to fight, it cuts to an older Maya and she's She's fighting some guy. She sees his hand shaking because he's about to throw that hand. She dodges and takes him out and then dips. And it's like, okay, Maya's a little bit of a badass. We then cut to Maya. She is driving up on a motorcycle. Yeah, it's nighttime. She goes and she sees Ronan and he is killing everybody up in there. Um, She goes inside to check and she sees that her dad gets murdered. You know, he goes, she goes up to you know, hold her dad, and I think it was good acting at this part, because on his face, you can just see, like, in his dying moments, he has so much regret on his face, like, damn, I really shouldn't have brought her into this life, and he's like, you know, like, I want, like, leave, like, I'm gone, just, you know, do your own thing, and he, like, dies and passes away, and it's sad, um, but again, because of them, you know, Spotlight is, they're saying, uh, not spotlight oh wait i'm losing my train of thought spotlight is supposed to be something that's not connected to the main mcu and supposed to be grounded but having this show be slightly connected to hawkeye because echo was in air makes things <clears throat> a little more confusing and it feels like a lot of this show is rushed like just in this first episode like a lot of things are rushed because again went from her child from her just being a full-on adult in a second and then suddenly her dad is dead and it's like wait what's that whole story and it's like oh if you want that story (laughs) there's another show to like tell you more about it but again the spotlight thing is supposed to be like its own contained thing so it's like it's not it's a little murky and i think it just makes things confusing to newer fans and anyone who's not like fully in the trenches of watching like every single thing anymore but let's continue maya is at her dad's grave she gets a text from her cousin bonnie and it's like hey we're here for you like just let me know what you need and she's not about it she goes to a i guess a dealership you know some sort of display that has a bunch of motorcycles in the window she tries to hotwire one of them and that's when the cops show up and then this is a cool thing where it gets silent and all you can hear is her heartbeat. She like turns on the motorcycle and like revs it and sends it towards the police. And then the sound comes in as it crashes into the car. I thought that was really cool. This is where Kingpin shows up and he tells all the cops to like get out the way and grabs Maya. We go into his car. Kingpin has an interpreter. So they're kind of talk- talking like, you know, through her. He's like, listen, I am also mourning your father. I get that you have all this anger. He's like, my father was also killed when I was young. So he's like, I get it. I know you have all this rage because I've been there. I want to help you. I want you to do a job for me and see how you do. Maybe it'll help you out. And she goes, all right. So we go to this empty club. Maya meets two guys. There is a security guard there to check him in. And of course, he pats the dudes down, and then he pats Maya, and he's being inappropriate, so Maya pins him up to a wall, <laughs> and then the, the other two guys are like, fair enough of me, like, come on, let's go, and then that guy's upset, even though it's his fault, like, why are you touching your butt for, you know what I mean, that's your fault, my guy. So we get to the door, the little sliding part opens, 
um, they're like, Kingpin thanks you for your loyalty. And then the one guard shoots the other guard, and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, Maya shook. Uh, so it already has the feeling, even when she walked in, that, like, this is a job. This is her first job. Like, she's really not, like... <clears throat> about that life you know what i mean like she's not out there like murking people left and right she seems kind of like you know she's trying to act tough on her first job so this is where we have that weird moment where one dude shoots a guard at the door at the second door and the other guy jumps through the door knocks it to the floor and then starts shooting and i was like guy that i feel like that's not the move like you know what i mean like i feel like the best move would have been to kick the door down and then start blasting and not just throw your body through the door and then start blasting because i mean i don't i mean technically you have the advantage of being on the floor because everyone's expecting you to be standing up but like i don't know it just seemed like really random and dumb but chaos ensues everything goes silent and i love this moment because it's again showing that she this is feels like her first job like everything's popping off and even the guy you can't hear what he's saying but you can see his mouth being like yo like get in here and she's just like frozen and she doesn't know what to do until some dude comes up and attacks her and then she gets the upper hand and again everything is silent you all you hear is the heartbeats you know she's holding him and then bah she cracks his neck and it's like, all right, she's in. And then Maya locks in and she goes in and she starts kicking some ass. The security guy from earlier who touched her, she's like, oh, it's you again. Let's go. Takes him out. And then this is where da- Daredevil shows up. Now, he was in the trailer, but, you know, it's nothing cooler than seeing him actually pop up. And there's nothing better than a good old hand-to-hand fight. I mean, he takes out the other two guys that um, Maya's with pretty easily. They're having a decent fight, but honestly... Daredevil's just kicking ass. Well, yeah, Maya goes to, like, grab a gun, and then he's he disappeared. And I love this moment, not just because Daredevil showed up, but I like it because I've always loved the feeling of, like, superheroes out there doing things when we're not watching. So the fact that him showing up and being like, oh, hey, I've been staking out this spot for, like... <laughs> for like a night now and you just threw everything out the window by just coming here and then like fucking everything up so like i have to you know i have to take you down it's not said but i feel like him fighting maya and seeing that like oh she's actually putting up a fight is like this is way more work than i wanted i just wanted to kick some ass and then get out so that's why i feel personally that he dipped is like she was putting up way too much of a fight and he's like hi i got other things to do you know there's other places to stake out so i i i like that it was just a small thing in and out um i'm glad that he wasn't here for the whole thing because this is her show and also i i hope that mcu does more of you know starting off the movie or show with a hero taking down you know a random robber or something you know it's just to show that um they're out there doing stuff anyways we go to a meeting with kingpin Maya says that the job helped out immensely. Kingpin's glad that that works. He's like, yeah, I think you just needed a purpose. Um, and your purpose is working for me. He's like, you know, we're family. And she she feels some type of way, and like in a good way. And she's like, all right. This is where we go to the Hawkeye show montage, where it shows her kind of like, you know, doing some stuff. She's been doing some jobs. But again, I think, I think, mm, not I think, I, I more wonder if, someone watching this for the first time would see those little vignettes and be like oh okay i get it or if they'd be like wait what like what's going on i feel like it can go either way it kind of depends on the person because she ends up running into 
Hawkeye, but he's dressed as Ronan. And he's like, listen, I've been in the same place. I know you have all this anger and you're trying to get it out and you're being used. Kingpin is playing you. He set up your dad. He wanted him dead. And that's why all of this happened. And she's like, no, that's not true. And then it cuts to her finding Kingpin after he's badly hurt, which you're probably wondering why, again, if you didn't watch Hawkeye. So I was like, I feel like, again, this is a little more detriment to the show than actually helping the show. But she shoots him right in the face. And when she comes out the car, she's like, she's like dressed up. She she looks like she's running shit, and she shoots him in the face. And then it cuts to five months later, and Maya's at a gas station. She like goes to hide, and she like checks her her rib or her stomach because she's been like stabbed or something, and she's not looking good. So it's like, okay, what happened in those five months? Who's to say? So I thought it was weird to like go to this random spot and then kind of check your wound. But I guess that makes sense. You got to do it discreetly. She drives through the night, almost passes out and crashes into, you know, a truck. And she goes all the way to Oklahoma, goes back to her childhood home, goes inside. She stitches herself up. She has a dream about Chaffa and then some other women. They all flash really quick. We cut to the morning and someone's outside the house. Now she's ready for it. She gets to the door, kind of like knocks the person down, goes outside and realizes it's her cousin Biscuits. I mean, she doesn't know. Uh, it's more of him being like, oh my God, it's you. Like, it's me, like, your cousin Biscuits. Like, you remember? And it's like, why is his name Biscuits? <laughs> we never get an answer for that. It's a little weird. But anyways, Maya says like, you know, hey, I'm not in town long. I'm just going to do this thing. And, you know, I'm going to be out. Uh, try not to tell everybody that I'm here. And he's like, yeah, of course, of course. So we go to Maya, secretly checking on her cousin Bonnie. It's a little weird that she hasn't like actually like said hi or anything to her. It's not really clear what their relationship ended up being like because, you know, they're like, oh, we're sisters. And then it's like, oh, okay, maybe the distance just didn't work out for them. But again, it's not clear in this first episode. Maya goes to the roller rink. <laughs> we got this light, nice little sign that says Make America Skate Again. I like that joke. She goes to the counter. The guy's kind of a dick. <laughs> um, she's like, you know, I'm deaf. And he he thinks she's like putting on an act or something. And she's like, I'm looking for that guy. Yeah, you know, he's like, unless you're here to skate or something, like you can't meet that guy. But the guy's out there. I I think it's her uncle. So I'm just going to call her her uncle. I might be wrong about that. But just so we're all clear, I'm just going to say uncle. So he's like, all right, let's go talk in private. And then when they go to talk in private, the guy behind the counter starts texting somebody. And he's like, I think I know where you know the king the kingpin shooter is or killer is that bounty still on the table so it's like oh okay <clears throat> this guy has a little some some going on so maya talks to her uncle and then he's he realizes her she's hurt so he's like all right let's go get you patched up brings in a mortician to fix her up i love that he's able to talk to her in asl and there's even a part where they're talking as the mortician is getting the stuff ready and it's just full they're not speaking english they're only speaking asl so they're talking right but unless you know asl it would just be like you know it's just full-on silent for you but i like that they're able to have this conversation it also gives them a, a level of secrecy between themselves maya gets patched up Maya and her uncle eventually go to a water tower. Um, there's a telescope up there. Maya's like, oh, or her uncle's like, oh, look through the thing. And he's, she sees Bonnie. And he's like, listen, 
you know, you have to go say hi or else, you know, you're going to break her heart. And Maya's like, okay, well, her heart isn't my concern. And it's like, okay, what happened between them that she's just kind of like, you know? Because even he's like, I don't think you actually believe that. I think you're just saying that. And she's like, whatever. And she, like, grabs the telescope and she moves it. And she's like, okay, now you look. And she shows him a Fisk shipping building. She's like, I want to send a message to Kingpin's men. And I know that your route goes through here. And there's one, there's something on the train that I need to get to. So, like, you know, help me out. And he's like, I'm not going to start a war in my hometown, you know, bring trouble to all the people I care about and that care about you. So he's like, I'm not doing any of this. Why do you want to do this in the first place? And Maya's like, well, I think it's time for there to be new leadership. And so it's like, oh, okay. So she wants to be head honcho. She wants to be in charge of Kingpin's operation. Okay, so is she an actual hero is she a villain like well you know let's see where this is going but it's interesting so far but the uncle's like listen i want no part of this and then he leaves and we kind of pan out to the city and it cuts to kingpin he's alive on a hospital bed and then we are at credits so if it is your first time here i have a three-point rating system it is one and done give it a chance and i am in for this one i'm going to give it a give it a chance i think again the problem with this first episode for me is that a lot of things flash by that i don't really feel like they spent time for us to really understand the character in this first episode like again she lost her leg we just get past it she gets sent to new york uh we just skip past while the grandma hates it feels like almost like she hates her to a degree Maya's in New York, but we really don't spend any time with her being in New York. I like the action scene again. I like her being shook on the first job. I like, but then like being like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, this is real. I gotta, you know, pick it up. Um, I like the, you know, the daredevil thing popping in and just, uh, you know, just doing his thing and being like, this is, I was like staking this place out and now I gotta go. I'm like, they didn't stay too long. Um, I like learning about, um, some of the Native American history with the Chaffa part in the beginning. I like that people are able to talk to Maya in ASL and you get to see that they care about her and they learned, you know, ASL in order to talk to her. And again, going back to the uncle having a conversation with her only in ASL when she needs to get patched up. Stuff like that is cool, but I'm also like, okay, is this show going to commit to Maya being a bad person? Because you know mcu hero stories obviously um so her being like i'm gonna take over kingpin's operations like are you really though or are we just sending up a cool idea that's not gonna go anywhere and then i think having kingpin be alive in this first episode was like ah, i kind of wish you would have let it breathe for a little bit and have it focus a little more on maya and then maybe after she does something be like oh he's still alive like this is gonna be a problem um and then i also wonder if having daredevil in this episode is a detriment to this because i know a lot of people don't think the way that i do of having like characters pop in and leave as being a cool thing sometimes people are like oh i wish they would have been for the whole movie but then it's like or you know show whatever it is uh but then you know you got to deal with like budgets and like what is this show actually about and yada yada so i ended up leaving this episode being like this is cool i want to know where this goes 
But at the end of the day, I think I'm just worried about like, is this going to be like, yeah, that's the thing I watched, you know? Or is this going to be like, yo, you guys got to watch uh, Echo, you know what I mean? Um, so those are my thoughts on this first episode. I did end up watching the entire season. I don't really have too many spoilers uh, to really bring up. The only thing I will say is that I feel like it started off strong and then kind of petered off, especially towards the last episode. I think the last episode did the typical Disney Plus issue thing of like, hey, we set up all these things and then the show just ends. And you're like, what? (laughs) What was it all for? Um, And then I think having this one be, because this show is only five episodes, I think this one actually needed eight. I wish they kind of, or at least seven, I kind of wish they would have gave more time to explore some more things, but I don't really have too many like deep thoughts to like spoil for you. Um, so that's about it. I will see you guys next time. I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you want to keep up with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Twitter at little leafers. And until then, that's it. Peace.